Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Sports Edition. Today, I think we're going to settle on the title of Killer Bots. <laughs> I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I got with me Gary Riley. O'Reilly, excuse me. Hey, Neil. Yes, that's fine. Gary that's of fine. the Riley. Hey, Neil. Yes, Gary. Yes, we are. We are very much a tribal <laughs> people. <laughs> former soccer pro and, and former professional sports commentator, but we've got you now. You are ours. And mm-hmm. we got yep. Chuck Nice. Chuck it, baby. Affirmative. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, these were robots before they had full vocabularies and they learned the word yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so, that's how you know it's a robot when it's just so formal that no No, no, human- when it's a robot from 50 years ago. Oh, well, that's right? true. Yeah. Robots were like affirmative. Just say yes, dude. We're right. fine. <laughs> and yeah, and, and why give me four syllables when one will do? Right. Just the same. So just remind people that. You don't have to go far back to remember that there was a hit TV series called BattleBots. Oh, I, I remember it. Oh, God, I watched it. came on late at night. Damn right. And it was basically, you know, 21st century version of jousting, maybe? Mm-hmm. But without gladiators. the blood. Yeah, gladiators. Yep. You know, but without the blood and the trumpets and the, and the you know, without all the pomp and circumstance. And plus, it was a, it was a geek haven, right? So if, if if geeks lived in ancient Rome, right. they would compete the bots against each other. Not of course like they would have, because otherwise they would have been the ones dying. <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah. We want to know, like, if you if you are a bot, are you your weapon, or do you choose a weapon and wield it as a bot? And do you know the weaknesses of the other bots? Do you know that in advance, or do you find them? And and none of us have any such expertise. But, of course, our crack team of researchers and producers found the one guy in the universe, or at least this sector of the universe, who knows what's going on here. He's the real deal. Call him a robot warrior. His name is Ray Billings. Ray, welcome to Star Talk. <laughs> hey, I'm glad, glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm glad, glad to be part of it. Man, so uh, now are you creator, real, Ray? Are you a real? Person? I, I am, in fact, a real person. I, okay, <laughs> good, good, good person or not, it's another thing. But yes, I'm a, I'm a real person. 
Okay. Tick the window that says, are you a robot? Yeah, if yeah, we say, are, are you good with this? And he says, affirmative, you know, then we'll question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you've given me the out now. I just, I, I just have to say yes, and we're good. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 be a I, learning I can, robot, fool, yes. I can fool you, yeah. Uh, and Ray, you're creator of one of the most successful and feared combat bots ever. Mm. Called Tombstone. Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone. That's a little on the nose. I, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only BattleBot robot that has won championships in two separate weight categories. So, oh. uh, weight categories. So, your division was what? Heavyweight. Uh, right, right now, it's competing as a heavyweight, but I had built it originally as a super heavyweight. So, it has won championships in both weight categories. And, and what is the weight for, like, a like? is that a super, like, refrigerator? Is that a, <laughs> um, is that a super heavy weight? Or? They, they, they've ran a multitude of weights throughout the years. Some of them are very light, all the way down to eight ounces, half a pound. Oh, okay. oh snap. Um, really? the, the ones you see on television are much okay, larger. Okay, I'm pretty sure I can kick the ass of an eight-ounce robot. Um, okay. you, you might think that. Uh, the, the one pound— oh, Okay, me plus a baseball bat. The ba the yeah, the, then, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, the small ones are actually really vicious. So, like a, a one yeah. a one pound combat robot will lock your hand off real easy. Um, oh, so snap. so so they're like chihuahuas. Like yeah, chihuahuas, they're they're very very powerful. Um, the ones you see on TV are much larger. So the the current weight category that you watch on the Battle Lot show is two hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, uh, and they've, they've gone up That's to much highway. Uh, yeah, they, they they've gone up to super heavy. It was three hundred and twenty pounds. So, um, and Ooh. so let me just get to want to get your background fully out here. So you're a founder of Hardcore Robotics. Correct. That's my team name. Right. Correct. And, and, and you uh, developed combat robots named Last Rites and Darkness <laughs> and hundreds of other combat robots. You are, you are, it sounds like you are just evil. <laughs> Uh, well, well, the, 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 there's a Maybe. hunk of the internet that would agree with you on that. Okay, so, so I, I've got some interesting fan mail over the years. Let me tell you, and you've been called the king of kinetic energy. I like that. Uh, yeah, th th um, throwing down the physics. Well, so, so okay. let me tell you, if you want to talk about physics, what? Tell me, other than smash, smash like the Hulk. What kind of physics and engineering goes into your thinking when you design a kick-ass robot? Well, okay, so the first thing is the matches themselves are three minutes long. So your duty cycle— As any good boxing match is Yeah, your, du your duty cycle is very short. So there are things you would do engineering-wise. Tell everybody what a duty cycle is, please. I was going to say, please tell them before right. I do. All right. <laughs> yeah. Please tell them what a duty cycle yeah. is before no, I do. No, not, not, not that kind of duty. All right? <laughs> All right. So if you design uh, uh, a car, okay, I mean, it's it, it has to run for decades. You're going to get it and you drive it all over town. Its duty cycle is very long. Um a, a powered door or something. You want to be able to open and close that door all day long. Its duty cycle is virtually continuous. For a combat robot, it's three minutes. So three minutes and five seconds, if that thing sets itself on fire, I don't care because all it has to do is survive for that three minutes. So your, your engineering thoughts are different because you're going to push things to their absolute limit because it only has to run long enough to kill the other robot. That's all the longer it has to function. Wow. How do you know if, if you kill so the other robot? So where do you robot? go for your... Uncle, does it tap out? Does it uh, go in the towel? What, does, what it, are the, yeah. does it go... 
Tell my wife I love her. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, so damn, planes. Chuck's watched too many movies. <laughs> damn, I used to think it was a, that was a good thing, but not any longer, Chuck. Right. In, in general, a lot of the non-televised events, you can tap out. You start getting your butt kicked royally. You can say, "Hey, I'm done." You can wave, wave the white flag. Um, BattleBots, because it's a television show, they won't let you tap out. So if the other guy wants to keep wailing on you and you're dead, I, it, they, they want an exciting show. They want something that, you know, provides entertainment as well. So tell me how you think about the engineering and the physics of what's going on. If you're dubbed king of kinetic energy, that tells me that you put some physics into this. Uh, yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, so if you've seen a picture of Tombstone, it, the, there's a horizontal bar that spins in front that attack, I use as the, the weapon to attack the other robot. And so you try to spin it as fast as you can, but then there's lots of things you have to consider. Like as it's spinning around, if you're spinning fast enough, you won't get engagement. You'll actually just start grinding away rather than hitting, which is what I want to do is transfer my kinetic energy into the other robot. Mm. So you have to, then you got to figure out, okay, so if it's spinning at 3000 RPM, how, how much engagement can I get? depth on that tooth when it hits the other robot. And so then you figure out how fast the other guy is, how fast you are. She makes sure you can get, you know, enough engagement to actually tear parts off, which is what I'm after. I'm trying to pull material off the other robot. Dismember. Oh, pull material off. Yes. Yeah. That, that's called, that's dismemberment in, <laughs> yeah. in battle. Uh, uh, affirmative. So where do you, where do you go, Ray? Where do you, oh, don't start. You'll only encourage him. <laughs> um, where do you go to generate this energy? Because, I mean, we could line up a whole load of, of batteries yeah, we could buy okay. in any hardware store, but you've, um, you've got something okay, so, else going so on for sure. battery technology's changed a lot over the last few years. So when I first started, we were using lead-acid batteries like you'd use to start your car. And they're big, they're heavy, they actually fall in their face when you're trying to source a lot of amps out of them. So over the years, then we've moved to, to other chemistries, so nickel-cadmium, nickel-metal hydride, various lithium, lithium chemistries now. So lithium polymers right now are incredibly power dense. And so you can get a lot of power out of a fairly confined space. So all of the, all of the power system for the, the robot is self-contained. It's all on board and it's significant. So the, the, when the weapon is spinning up, the weapon motor will draw about 1800 amps at almost 60 volts. Jeez. So briefly, in that, that initial spin-up, you know, it's 70, 80 kilowatts, something like that. So it, it's, it's an incredible amount of power. Okay, I just realized that, that a, a big fraction of your robot's weight would be the battery. Uh, you, you would think so. It's, it's probably 16, 17 pounds. Only? Yeah. Only? Now, oh the, my God. They can't source that for very long or they'll, they'll, go, they'll go up in flames. So you got to have the ability to source that current up front, but I, I don't want to waste a bunch of weight on batteries either because I need armor, I need weapon motors, I need weight elsewhere. And so you're always right on that razor's edge of will it run for the full three minutes or not. So when you've got a 250-pound monster, and let's put this into context, this is kind of like an NFL linebacker yeah. weight that yeah. we're talking here. Where, where did you go for your material science? A, for your weaponization. 
because that thing's got to <laughs> do some serious damage. But you've got you've got to stop being damaged. So it's kind of weaponization Correct. plus protection. So what part of material science did you choose? I, you know, to, we to we do a, a lot of continuous material studies every time we throw it in the arena. Um, so so okay. If you if your job is to design a bridge and you're going to go through all of the, the the engineering of it, you design this bridge and you don't you don't find out if you've made a mistake for ten years, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I find out, I find out in three minutes. So yeah, that's because so, you're blowing the bridge up right after you build it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So you're not building any bridge that I want to cross, right? Just so as you know, oh, I guarantee it. If, if I build a bridge, it's not coming down. I guess. All right. No, I'm thinking this through and I'm saying if we all lived in sort of medieval feudal Europe and we're in a castle with a moat, uh, I, I'd, I'd want him, I want you with us on our CRT. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the, the marauding knights would not get through rays, <laughs> bridges, tunnels, weaponry. Yeah. So yeah, you're the dude that actually came up with the idea of not only a moat, but then actually filling it with tar and then allowing it to set it on fire <laughs> when somebody comes calling to the castle that you don't, yeah, that's... Right, that you, you're on a horizontal plane with, with your weapon of choice, right? Correct. With your destructive Correct. weapon. But what's the, what's the, I mean, you know you, you must calculate a lot of things. So what's the advantage or disadvantage between potential energy and me hammering down on something or me using that kinetic and horizontal yeah. energy? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Uh, the, right. The, there, there are a lot of things to think about in that regard. So the reason that I chose a horizontal is I can store more energy and then still be able to drive it. So right. a lot of them have a vertical spinner, spin mm -hmm. up from the floor. And when it comes to actual transfer of energy, that's actually better because you're pushing up into the other robot. Well, that equal and opposite thing is just pushing your robot down towards the floor and the earth underneath it. You've got just more mass behind you. You can transfer that energy better. The problem is that they're turning and driving 90 degrees from the axis that that is spinning in, and they're fighting uh, you know, forces in that regard. I'm spinning in the same plane that I'm driving, and I can drive more freely then because I'm not fighting those, those forces. So, Interesting. So I, I, I can store more energy, and I can drive better. I just have a harder time transferring it than you would if you were spinning vertically instead of horizontally. So you're modern-day Leonardo da Vinci. For those who don't know and think of the man only as an artist, he has extensive illustrations Absolutely. of military weaponry, yes. totally exploiting physics and engineering uh -huh. of the day. He, and I looked at those weapons like, ooh. He, yes. he's, got, he's got them. One. They, yeah. he, draws, he draws them in action. He's got one that's like Tombstone. He's got one, it was driven by horses, and then there's a, like a pulley arrangement that swings a big like sword scythe in the front that could go through and just cut the legs off of the, uh, the opponent. And he drew it. The man knew how to drew Absolutely. human anatomy, and he, he drew soldiers on the ground with their legs cut off. Yes. Okay. Wow. He must have been fun yeah. at the dinner table. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would love to have him in my bar to have yeah. a drink with the guy. I absolutely that that would have been that would he, be cool. He's the guy that invented the pony. <laughs> <laughs> invented the pony? What? Well, they were horses. Until he cut <laughs> their legs. Come on, Neil. 
Sorry. I was like half a sentence behind that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do have some short ass legs. <laughs> All right, we got we got to take a quick break and, <laughs> and reset this conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> With Ray Billings from the TV series BattleBots, we're going to just find out what's making this man tick as well as his boss when Star Talk continues. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back. Star Talk Sports Edition. We're talking about killer bots and the one dude who invented more bots that killed other bots than anybody we know this sector of the galaxy. Ray Billings. Ray Billings from the BattleBots TV series. Dude, you're scaring me. That's a good He's thing. He's a bot mass murderer. <laughs> yes, basically a serial murderer. <laughs> He's bot the ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So let me ask you something. In terms of strategies, because it's one thing, okay, physics is a strategy, right? You've got this horizontal spinner. Sure. Other people have smashing things. I get that. But can you be, uh, what are the rules that might prevent being completely inventive? Like, how, how about a, a drone copter that detaches from yours, attaches to the other bot, picks it up and drops it out of the ring? <laughs> that, yeah. would, right. that would be funny and embarrassing. Or, or just, I'm just thinking, <laughs> does high design in one capacity restrict, for example, your mobility or your agility, which you might need combating right. some robots versus others? There's a lot of strategy that goes into this, and it's... In some ways, it's a big game in rock, paper, scissors. So you might have a design that is very dominating, but there's going to be at least one other design out there that you're not going to fare well against. 
So some some of it just comes down to who you get as your opponent, and some of that's just the luck of the draw. Wow, because in an action in boxing, I know who I'm going to fight, correct? And right. so I can look at you films of, and prepare for that boxer. He's going to have a left jab when I drop my right arm, mm-hmm. and I can anticipate this. So you can't anticipate that. Not not really. Um, and it's in fact if if you look at the the the, the landscape of everybody's robots, how they're designed, they all have a plan for me. So I, I, I've probably changed the landscape of the sport more than any other robot, because if they don't have something to, to counteract my horizontal attack, they're going to go home in a box as I'm going to disassemble them in the arena. So and what about, what about mm-hmm. just lifting you up? Uh, I mean, your, your attack happens on one plane, and that correct. plane is always the same. Correct. So why wouldn't I just uh, get you off of that plane? Just lift you up, and now I don't have to worry about your attack, and I can figure out something else to do with you. And that is one thing that happens, not necessarily lifting. Chuck, but, you're but, giving people Chuck. <laughs> why are you messing yeah, with this they, man's mojo here? They, 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 yeah, there's no trade, no trade secrets here. We're all good. So one of <laughs> We'll bleep that all out just to protect your, your business here. Okay. Uh, what a lot of them will do is they'll try to have just a, a, a fairly hefty wedge in the front so that when I hit them, instead of digging in, I'll glance off and they'll try to direct my energy up instead of uh-huh. instead of into the robot. So that's the like like a cow. What's that thing? Like, a cow like, catcher like, on a like, train? like a cow catcher. Okay. Um, and if if they make that strong enough, then I can't dig into it. If if the no, mid- just say, Chuck, where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you see the shirt I'm wearing, right? <laughs> He's catching cows and cutting the legs off horses. That's thing. Exactly. Look, you see, I'm dressed like a lumber black, so guess what? I thought you were came from Philly, and now you're talking about cat, the cattle guard on the front of locomotives. Uh, maybe, maybe not. So, All right, so Ray, here we go. If I throw tech at my robot, I say I put in some movement sensors, and right. then I'm allowing myself to be able to react to that movement. Uh, am I upgrading or am I making myself more vulnerable to someone like Tombstone? I'm yeah. calling it, I'm, I've personalized it, someone, something. And there are builders that have done that. So there was, there was a robot called Chomp that had a, had a hammer, okay? And it had a lot of onboard sensors, and it could track the other robots so it could fire the hammer at the right time to catch it when it was driving past. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a fairly intricate design as far as it's on. And, and it could run autonomously. It, it, it could track and follow the other what robots. Was that, what was that bot called? Chomp. Oh, they should have called it Thor. <laughs> well, yeah, it, true. It, it's very yeah, first build. It had a jaw on the front instead of the hammer. So uh, they kept they kept the name, but then redesigned it and did some different things. And, and okay. it, it was a beautiful piece of engineering. If you looked at it, it was just stunning and how well it was built. And it didn't win that many matches. So it's it's not necessarily all that tech is there. And it can be made to be used. And the reality is nobody's made it be successful in the arena yet. Also, no go. And it's really hard to beat human reactions and reflexes. It's really hard to to build something that will outperform that. So how many are autonomous? How many are actually driven with the human element? So they have a driver. And if, if you do not have an experienced intuitive 
driver are you really just wasting your time? Yeah, good point. Uh, like how important, in other words, what, what he's saying is, yeah. how important are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am the most important person at the event. Let's make that real clear right up front. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, uh, but but uh, Chomp, to my knowledge, is the only one that's fully autonomous. There were others. Oh, wow. There's others that had autonomous features. That, you know, they, they could do it's totally in control of the drive, but there was something that timed the weapon or something like that. Um, and even see, that, that's the kind of robot I would I would build an autonomous robot, and then you'd see me, the designer, on the sidelines, and I'd just be eating a sandwich, you know, <laughs> while the thing is just kicking ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. part, of this, part of the safety rules don't allow it, you still have to be able to arm and right. start the robot remotely and shut it down right. remotely. So, yeah, well, so that makes even, sense. We don't want Skynet right. on BattleBots. <laughs> even if it is fully autonomous, <laughs> there's still a remote control function to, to how they're... How so, they're so, yeah, in the middle of the fight, the autonomous robot is like, hey, man, why are we fighting each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. those guys are the problem, right. man. Yeah. We, we work yeah, together. autonomous robots achieve consciousness. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at what they've done to us. Look at how they've turned us against each other. Absolutely. <laughs> Join me, brother. Join me. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Okay. Wait, and you can see, and then the, you can see the photos of them escaping the uh, venue, right? Yeah. <laughs> After they've yeah. killed every human yeah. in the place. You, you guys need to come to an event and watch. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so, so isn't it more expensive, though? Like, aren't you kind Oh, my God. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, aren't you kind of throwing good money after bad, creating an autonomous robot that is going to be destroyed in battle? You, you have to have that clear in your head before you build a combat robot that I am going to lose every piece of this. It's all going to get destroyed. Oh. And if, if you don't have that in your head, when you start building, you're in the wrong sport. Because it's and how, how how autonomous are they? Could they pass a touring test? No, 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 no. They, 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 it, basically, it's they all, don't have brains. They just have brawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's all about muscle then at this point. Just trying to okay. you know trying to attack the other robot. So how 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 many years are we away from this being an Olympic sport? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's four. It's it's <laughs> maybe yeah. It, Four. It, it, it is Four. definitely an international sport, so it's it's worldwide. It, there, there's people from all over compete. They have local events all over the world, and then we have a lot of international competitors that come to BattleBots. So it, we're we're already there that there's this international draw and flair to it. Uh, when are we going to have it be a more an official? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see more of these events. Right. If in competition, how long do you get between notification of your next opponent and actually going into the arena with that opponent? And, I, and that depends on where you're at in the tournament. So when you ah. first get when you first get there, so like BattleBots itself films over about two weeks, two and a half weeks. So it's it's an extended filming right. process. So when you first show up and all the robots are there and all the robots are ready to fight you might have one or two days between your fights, okay? And then as, the, as it narrows down, you get closer and closer to the final, you have less and less time between matches. So if you get an opponent, sorry to interrupt there, if you get an opponent yeah. that's got your personal robot's kryptonite, yeah. are you entitled under the rules to be able to go, I know just what to do here, give me that screwdriver and give me that piece of uh, Kevlar or whatever it, it is? It, we, we, we do have a lot of 
on the fly, in the pits, emergency engineering to come up with answers to whoever you're fighting. Oh. And, and that, this is as long as what you do complies with the safety rules and you don't exceed the weight limit, which is a, a, an absolute hard limit. So you can add stuff, mm-hmm. but you, you, have to, you still have to be under that maximum weight. So you either have to have room to add stuff or you have to take something else off to add on whatever extra you're adding on to. I suppose you, you fight and you're injured, but you win. Correct. Do you get to bring out a fresh version of the bot for the next fight? Uh, it used to be that was kind of frowned upon. Now they just want a good show, so they kind of actually encourage that. So uh, this last event, we took three versions of Tombstone so that we'd always have one that was physically ready to rock and roll. Okay. So when you, you're a 250-pound combat robot. Robot, mm-hmm. and so that—that's basically, I think we can call that a monster. But we've got <laughs> some really lightweight categories. Now I'm thinking this must have a big difference in your strategy, in how you approach an opponent with a lightweight combat robot as opposed to a monster. There are designs that don't scale well, so there are certain things that you would do in a heavier robot that work fine, and, and the lighter they get, the less effective they become. So. They, the overhead hammer attack works a little better in heavy ones. As they get smaller and smaller, you just can't, there's not enough room in the weight to have a hammer that will do anything to the other robot. Right, it's really hard for a fourth grader to kill an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I've, I've met some pretty rough fourth graders. Depends, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's a, the mass thing is certainly a, a big uh, I, that's that's why I think most um, human organized combat is separated by mass. Correct. Right. When I wrestled, we had ten weight categories. Right. Uh, split by you know seven pounds separating uh-huh. the lower weight category, seven eight pounds. That's hardly anything, but it matters. And so yeah, yeah so I, clearly that that pairing matters. But I like I like Gary's question in that what what you're saying is the suite of weaponry you might wield as a very light robot is different from that of a heavy robot. Yeah, it, the, the design change, there are things that just don't scale well. It, it's just the, the simple truth of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys, we've got to take a quick break, but when we come back more with Ray Billings, we're going to take a deep dive into the world of BattleBots and what other benefits it might confer, either the combatants or others who watch it. Schools, who knows? Uh, this is a universe that's growing within the already expanding universe called The Universe. We'll find out more when Star Talk Sports Edition continues. We're back. Star Talk Sports Edition. I got Ray Billings, the greatest bot battle bot murder, mot, bot murder, this sector of the Milky Way galaxy. The and- magistrate of murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the king the, of... The kingpin of killing. <laughs> oh, the, the internet's going to kill me The bishop of bot death. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chuck is on a roll. Yeah. We've got to wait this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lord Chuck is on a roll. <laughs> there you go. All right, so tell me what happens. Um, does this um, does this attract... Uh, who does it attract? 
And does it work in schools, for example? You know, kids no. love this kind of thing, yeah. but does this affect their career choice? Do teachers like it or their principals? What's going on? I get, I do a lot of displays for Boy Scouts and schools and stuff like that. So I, I do a lot of community engagement with this sort of stuff. And universally, I found that kids. You mean Earthwide. You, yeah, in front of me, you mean Earthwide. Yeah. Universally. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just be clear. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> you, uh, you haven't uh, checked Mars for uh, uh, BattleBots. Uh, uh, all right. Well, there are robots there. I, I don't know if they're fighting. There are actually true. There, 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 oh. there are robots there. Okay. Okay. It would be something nice. if you uploaded a new program oh, and all what? the rovers on Mars started attacking. Oh, that. Oh, even wow. if all they do is just sort of bump into each other, but I'm doing it on Mars. There we go. I'm pretty sure that the American rovers actually have that program already (laughs) uploaded. (laughs) You know I mean? (laughs) So what happens in K through 12? Okay. So um, there are ways that you can engage kids with this that wouldn't otherwise be engaged. Uh, I've done displays at you know, the, the, the rich neighborhoods and I've done them in the ghetto. I've universe, I've earthwide found that kids will always amaze you with how smart they are everywhere. If you find a way to get them motivated. Okay. And this is one of those things where kids get motivated. They want to be involved. So you walk up to a middle school kid and you say math, and you could just watch their eyes roll back in their head. They did. They, 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 they don't care. But you say, okay, it's a 5,000 RPM motor. It's 21 reduction. It's a 10-inch wheel. How fast is this robot driving? Now math has a purpose. Now there's a meaning to it. And they will dive into that with an enthusiasm that they won't in just normal, regular studies. They'll learn more. One of my fellow competitors, he coined this term, and I love it. He called it stealth learning. They have no idea all the stuff they're picking up. It's an amazing amount of engineering skills, and they're doing it because they want to. Hmm. That makes sense. Now, I bet you you said you've done it uh, in the suburbs and in the ghettos. Now, which one one of those bots are are more dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. The kids are still... They're they're absolutely into it. They love it. They they want to be involved. So, So what about this, though? I... I'm thinking about true battle circumstances. Are there any implications Ooh. for the U.S. Army to Ooh. take the things that happened in your arena and perhaps apply them to the actual theater of operations? So I'm going to restate that. So, so Ray, after you featured one of your bots, did a man in black come up to you <laughs> and take, take it from you yeah. and say you... <laughs> <laughs> this is all and, and you go home and all your plans are stolen from your cabinets. Yeah. Did, did that ever happen to you? Uh, I, I haven't had any man in black conversations. Um, a couple of the suppliers that I use do work with military contracts. So some of the engineering that goes into this does find its way into military applications, but we're, we're not, most of that is motion control and things of that nature, not necessarily actual weaponry. Right, that um, sounds an so, awful uh, lot uh, like but, a yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but could you, could you, I mean, because honestly, when you talk about drones, at drone technology, mm-hmm. and then you talk about uh, the fact that your uh, robots can be replicated and they're kind of simple task robots, right? So 
Couldn't this be something where if it were a matter of like going in and clearing a field or going in and actually just engaging in hand-to-hand, you know, uh, without actual fighting the way we do, talk about cutting legs off. I mean, right? Oh, yeah. Is is there an application there for it? Probably. I haven't haven't had anybody from the military contact me about it. But like, you know, if and that's they, what he'd have to tell us, even if he were. I was right. going to say, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> if they gave me basically an unlimited amount of weight and they wanted something that went in and cleared out city blocks, just cut the buildings down. Could you imagine what a, you know, 50,000 pound tombstone would do? I just could go in and wipe out an area pretty easily. Um, but, you know, it's it's not something that they've approached me for yeah, yet. But cle- yeah, but clearly you've thought about yeah, it there, see, right? Yeah, you, clear, you know, come on. Yeah. That, that didn't just pop up in your head right now. Uh, I, 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 I've had this conversation before, absolutely. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Evil genius. So, so how, how, how close are you, just philosophically, from what's been portrayed in the Transformers series? <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's... There are some cool things mechanically that you could make happen if you were trying to, you know, morphing arrangements as far as robots go. Um, you know, I, 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 I love the shows, but, you know, it's kind of unrealistic in a lot of specs, too. All right, right. So let's, Ray, when we go forward oh, in time. Oh, you mean yeah, sorry. robotic monsters from another galaxy? That's not realistic, you're saying? <laughs> So you don't. So okay, mm-hmm. just just verifying the idea that they're driving around on my streets. I think is probably unrealistic. <laughs> Other stuff that's out there is is certainly probably more. So where okay. are we going in the future for for tournaments like BattleBots? I mean, some of the maneuverability and agility of the the bigger robots is limited. Are we going to find ourselves with more airborne, combative? Robots, uh, or are we going to go in a different direction for future and re- law changes, as I say? Yeah, where's, yeah. It, where's it headed? Where's it headed? Yeah. Um, so as far as our con, you know, our contests go, they do allow uh, uh, drones in the arena, but they they limit them on weight and what they can carry and what they can do. So for us, the changes are going to be more if they decide to alter those rules going forward. Society at large is another question. I mean, I, absolutely, there's drone tech is going to continue to just get more and more invasive. <laughs> Every six months, you're going to have different stuff. How about the sturdiness of your robots? Because we're seeing now um, more robots in everyday life. Like you walk into a supermarket and there's like a robot that comes and cleans up spills now, you know? There's a robot that goes around and gives you store directions. There's a pizza delivery robot now. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, how about the durability of your robots? Is there any applications for real life uh, for for what we're going to see in the proliferation of robots in our everyday life? But you mean durability, you mean how how potent is the design and right. concept. Yeah. That's yes, what you mean. Right. exactly. Um, so we do a lot of development as far as the, the motors, the drive systems, motion control. We, we probably attack that more than any other sport I can think of in that regard. So like one of the, my my sponsors that makes my drive motors, the, those motors started out as electric wheelchair motors. And so over the years, as I have broken them and then we've collectively worked on ways to fix the things that broke, they now have a better product that they sell for electric wheelchairs. So everybody says it's just destruction. It doesn't, there's no actual benefits to it and whatnot. And I, I would disagree. We make a lot of products better because we're 
we're pushing them to their limit. We're finding the ways that they can break so you can make better ones. And as far as just robots in general, pizza delivery robots, things like that, obviously us creating drive systems that are robust and can handle a lot of abuse, you can make more reliable things for day-to-day use as well. So there's definitely positives that come from it. Might there be in the future uh, robots that don't kill but simply disarm? Uh, you know, it, like so, th- there's a movement in the military and in police departments to have non-lethal weaponry, and the taser is among them. So, can you imagine a future? And do you need new r- rules to enable this? Where you have a robot that creates an electromagnetic pulse, right. and it shocks the other robot. The robot just it, it doesn't hurt it in that sense, but it renders it incapacitated. Or better yet, imagine just a net, some kind <laughs> of just or or or, or a, a wad. Of chewing gum, and you just toss it into the machine. <laughs> yeah. So, so you you've just described a couple of things that are absolutely forbidden in the rule set. Okay. Oh. So, uh, if somebody were to take a big Kevlar net and throw it on Tombstone, it would wrap up in the weapon and it wouldn't work. Okay. So this this right. this is effective, but it's also incredibly boring to watch as a I was television say, show. It's not good okay? TV. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, EMP is another thing. I mean. You know, uh, blocking radio signals. If you just block the transmission from the other guy's control system, his robot would jam just, it. Would just yeah, sit there dead. It. So you could yeah. win that way, and nobody would watch the show. Or you so, can turn the signals on themselves and have the bot commit suicide. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, there there are various things like um, we talked about Chomp, but it's it's lidar based tracking system for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was looking. There are hacks you can do for lidar based systems to basically lie to it and say there's something right in front of it, so that it would get confused. And so mm-hmm. I was looking at options to do that, and and BattleBots is like, no, 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 you you can't mess with their control systems. It's like, all right, I, I mean, I had I had to ask, you know. Okay, so what you really also need is have. A fluid that's in these robots that's red, so that when they get damaged, they bleed. <laughs> oh okay. man! And then we that get Arnold to say, <laughs> <laughs> "Chuck, I need you to imitate Arnold here." Get to the oh. chopper! Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! No, no, do it! Uh, do no, it! No. I'm right here! <laughs> I'm right here! Do it! Come no. on! <laughs> it's from Predator. It's, mm. If it bleeds. Oh, but that was Carl Weathers. No, no, (laughs) no, I'm wrong. It was, it was Arnold. You're right. He goes like this. Arnold said that. If it bleeds, it dies. (laughs) If it bleeds, we can kill it. We can kill it. (laughs) If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. So so I think blood would put a nice mess on the, you know, in the ring. Is that something that they actually stayed away from? Because honestly, I know Neil's making a joke, but. That kind of is a sensational too close, aspect too close that to home. it is, yeah, is maybe, a draw maybe as well. Um, you know, honestly, I think one of the biggest things there is whatever you do in the arena, they got to clean it up afterwards. And so it, they, there's a uh, lot of things they just like, they don't want you to have confetti. They don't want you to have, uh, there's other things you could do mm, like that uh, that would put on a show. And they just don't want to mess with that crap all over the arena because they got, more fights they want to go through. So if only if only the Coliseum had that. <laughs> no, <laughs> so the lions come and lick up the blood yeah, afterwards. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think the uh, so it's like the old west, the movies in the old west. 
people got shot, but you never saw blood. Right. Is right. there something? Yep. Yeah, there was never blood never in any... Mind you, they do go up in flames. <laughs> they have bits, bits carved off them, and there is there is carnage in the robotic sense. So yeah, okay. Fire Absolutely. is uh, robot blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fire is robot blood. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, some fire of those collisions, smoke. some of those collisions, Ray, are unbelievably loud. Uh, if you all you've ever seen is on video and you haven't mm. seen it live... Yeah. you are really missing the level of power that's being unleashed. Mm. So, so what, that's, that's the same with NASCAR. I, 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 just, it really, it is, honestly. Yeah. And rocket launches. You just have no idea how bright that engine is yeah. and how deep the rumble is across your chest. Your, your TV is not capturing that at all. It, no, it, 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 you can't get that visceral feel in video. You just can't. So, like, you know, a, a wheel is, you know, about eight pounds, one of the wheels on the side of my robot. So if I pull one of those off the opponent robot, it'll swing at the the, the, the glass, at the Lexan, at near tip speeds. So you've got an eight-pound wheel going at the arena wall at a couple hundred miles an hour. Oh, oh my goodness. And oh. when you're on the outside of that arena, and believe me, this arena is really stout, and you can see the, the Lexan absorb that impact. And it's like it's like banging on a drum. You can feel the pressure wave move through your body outside the arena just from getting hit there. It, there's there's no way that video just can't capture how much power is actually being unleashed. So we got to like really land this plane right now, or or, or uh, yeah. settle down this. We got to kill this bot right now. <laughs> kill this bot. Um, well, just take us out, Ray, with just a a, a thought. It, is your field growing? And we, where, where's it going to be in ten years? Uh, the, the amount of people that are involved in this sport is clearly growing. Um, I think last time they had like 500 submissions to be on the show, and they only picked 64. So the the people that are trying to get involved, there's a lot more people involved. Oh, they picked 64 because it, it's it, it's very divisible by two in a yeah. You you have to you have to limit it to what you can film and run with so they, right. they it's like the ncaa tournament yeah, exactly very, very exactly. similar mm -hmm. um there's a lot of like non-televised events uh that are all over the place and so those are seeing a big increase in people as well well it's cool i mean it's it's an honor to have you on our show uh, this being is such I, a significant force yeah uh in in this field and the field is growing and uh, you know, maybe there'll one day be a statue, not to you, but to your <laughs> to tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that either way, either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we got to end it there. Uh, so, Ray, it's been a delight to have you. Gary, always good to have you. Pleasure. Chuck, wouldn't do this without uh, you guys. Always a pleasure. Neil deGrasse Tyson here, your personal astrophysicist, as always. Keep looking up.